What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Chub Talks, episode number four. And this episode is brought to you by Two Python Brothers. Yeah, oh yeah, easy. What's up, brother? You want to roll with me with the big dog? You want to? You really want to try and roll with me in jujitsu, homie? I already told you, you 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 only beat your boss because the guy had no stripes. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, Speakeasy Sports, my boy Easy over in Detroit, did a jujitsu match, a grappling match with his boss. Listen, okay, I've been training for a, for a very long time for a particular moment like this. This is my calling. So I'm calling you out officially, brother. We're doing this. Jiu-Jitsu, me and you. I'm gonna make your ass tap out, homie. Put these pythons on you, brother. Oh yeah. This is gonna be a crazy episode. So I hope you're ready because it is insane, but not as insane as when I choke out easy. So here we go. Get ready. Let's get the episode started. Hi guys, welcome back to the Bull Talk with BJ Podcast. Guess what, motherfucker? Some of the information you are about to hear some may find disturbing. I don't know who gave them this or who gave them the clearance. On the crotch. Oh my lord. Right there. Can we Google that? Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I oh. fucking stumbled down a dark hole. And I love it. Great cake parties. So, you know, if I'm going to believe anybody's bullshit, I'm going to believe mine. It sounds uh, not politically correct, but... You two motherfuckers need Jesus. Within the last decade, more and more crazy shit has been happening. Plenty of murders, kidnappings, suicides, a freaking pandemic, just a lot of crazy stuff. And I came across this story just much like I came across to everything else, whether it was on TikTok or Instagram. And I thought I wanted to give you a crazy story and uh, kind of leave you with a question at the at the end of it. August 16th, 2010. However, a couple sites do say august 23rd so there is a bit of a of a conflict there in pimlico london england in a secret service safe house a safe house where people go to be safe in a house hence the word safe house a 31 year old mathematician was found dead and locked locked padlocked in his north face gym bag inside of his bathtub now the official report of his death claimed that it was quote probably an accident the man inside of the bag was 31 year old gareth Wynne williams he was a code breaker and a junior analyst for the government communications headquarters or the gchq and he was a secret agent in the United Kingdom, more commonly known MI6. Now, one of the last cases that was on record that he was working on involved money laundering to groups within Russia. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen Russian people before, but they are quite scary. And especially if you're involving the Russian mob. One of the final images of CCTV, that's also known as security footage, of Gareth at 3.05 p.m. He was returning to his flat, or in our country, that's... An apartment. Welsh police discovered the naked body of Gareth within his own gym bag. Police searched the flat after reports of a terrible smell was coming from his flat. Also, after not returning to work after his annual vacation, some reports say that Gareth was reported missing. Now, when police entered the flat, they found a few strange things. One being that the temperature within the flat itself was turned up high. Now, keep in mind, this is in August. It's in the middle of summer. And according to timeanddate.com, 
I was able to find out that the high for that specific day was 80 degrees. So if it's 80 degrees outside, why would you have your heater turned up? The bathtub was empty, and on the outside of the bag, the North Face red bag, it was all zipped up and padlocked. Once they opened up the bag and cut off the deadlock, once they opened up the bag and cut off the padlock, they found the badly, very badly decomposed body of Gareth. Alongside of Gareth were the keys to the padlock inside of the bag with him. Now keep in mind this bathroom or washroom, as they say in the UK, was not very big at all. Now I'm not very claustrophobic, but this is a very claustrophobic room. I mean, the toilet was probably four inches from the bathtub and the sink was maybe a foot from the toilet. So you can take a wash your hands and then dip your feet into the tub also. It's a tiny little space. Police also discovered his duvet, which is one of the comforters, on the floor of the bathroom. Covered most of the bathroom. Now, if that wasn't strange enough, if this whole part wasn't strange enough, they also discovered something else. In a separate bedroom, police found over $27,000 worth of women's clothing. Now, they were all packed up in a box, but according to records, he never had a girlfriend nor a wife. There were multiple wigs found around the entire flat itself, one being an orange wig draped over one of the chairs in the dining area. Numerous makeup palettes and makeup things everywhere, and over 26 pairs of high-end high heels. Again, according to friends, records, and family, Gareth did not have a girlfriend nor a wife. Now that was 2010. And then in May of 2012, two years later, with little to no progress in the case, the inquest or the coroner for the UK, Dr. Fiona Wilcox made a statement that the cause of death was unnatural and could have been criminally mediated. I don't know what that last word means, but bear with me, okay? She slammed the Wellish police as well as the, the MI6. They didn't report their agent missing. Now, according to some articles that I found online, which wasn't very many, some articles did state that they did report him missing. Others stated that they did not report him missing. It's a toss-up. I don't know. One of the senior officers of MI6 actually had to say this of to Dr. Wilcock. Agent Williams' absence was unreported for five days, and the line manager was to blame for the lack of communication. In other words, these motherfuckers were trying to pass the buck. Oh, it wasn't my fault. I told that guy to go do it, and he didn't do it, so now it's his fault. You guys are secret service. You guys are governments. I'm not huge conspiracy kind of guy, but this is some sketchy after these reports came out, there was actually one person who remained unidentified and stated that he could actually find a way to get himself within the bag itself. Now, many people did say that it was even difficult for Houdini himself to get inside of the bag. I don't, me personally, I don't believe that statement. There has to be some type of way, depending on how big this guy was and depending how, you know, height, weight, all that goes into factor. But according to this person, he found a way to get himself within the bag, thus saying Gareth must have put himself in the bag. Now, like I had mentioned earlier, one of his last cases that he was working on as an as an analyst was going through money laundering through Russia. Could so could could this have been a hit on him? Could this have been something that he shouldn't have been looking into and MI6 got involved with it? Who knows? Here's another crazy story about this whole case also. Prior to Gar Gareth's death, Gareth stayed at one of his family members' home in Cheltenham. Uh, I'm going to need help with this one. Cheltenham, Gloucestershire, England. 
while working for the GCHQ. Now, while working there, he was under a lot of stress, according to what some of the family members had said. And on one particular night at around 1 a.m., they found him screaming at the top of his lungs for help. When family came into the room, what they found was Gareth, 50 Shades, grayed himself to the headboard with some rope and some nylon string. And according to him, the reason why he was screaming for help is because he wanted to, quote, see if he can free himself. The man was a freak. I don't give a shit what no one says. Why, you may ask? Well, let's see. They found him in his underwear, which I'm pretty sure he was wearing tidy whities There were no blankets on him. He had no clothes on. He, he just had underwear. There was no socks, no shirt, no nothing. Man was trying to do some freaky I'm surprised he wasn't doing no auto auto asphyxiation. Now in 2013, it's been about three years. There were no leads, no suspects, no person of interest, nothing. Now the Metropolitan Police of London concluded, this is the police, by the way, the police, the, the, the professionals in this case, they were the ones who claimed it was probably an accident. And then they closed the case. They were like, yeah, f it. It was an accident. He just locked himself in there. That was it. He just locked himself in the in the tub because that's what reasonable people will do is put themselves into a bag, into a tub, and then turn up the heat prior to, to all of that in their flat and then die. Now, Gareth's parents, Ian and Ellen Williams, they both say that their son was assassinated by the Russian mob. It's a possibility. Now, there was a bit of a break in, in the case, kind of, not necessarily a break, more of new evidence. According to the article from February 7th of 2021, this year, the Daily Mail UK wrote a story headlined as the following. Spy in the bag died of kinky sex game and not Russian hit. Detective who led probe into death of MI6 agent rules out Moscow assassination and says answers lies in his private life and he leads calls to reopen the case. In case you didn't get all of that, the guy who was who was the lead detective on this whole case basically was saying, you know what? He didn't die of any assassination. Dude was just a freak. And he locked himself in there. Now this comes from the retired Metropolitan Detective Chief Superintendent. That is a stupid long title, and I kind of wish that I had it. Hamish Campbell. He believes Gareth was involved in some type of sexual activity prior to his death and prior to being found. He went on to say in, in, in an interview on the Sunday Times, The death was different from the hits on Russian dictators Alexander Velenchenko in London in 2006, and Sergei Skiprel in Salisbury in 2018. What would they have achieved killing a junior analyst? He was a phone analyst, an expert in terms of mobile phones and the transference of data. What would the Russians or any other state achieve by killing him? End quote. Now, that is a good point. If he was only messing with phones, well, then again, everyone's business is on their phone nowadays anyways. A lot of it was still going through. We got Facebook, Instagram. I think in 2010, Snapchat just included geofilter, so people really knew where you were at. Maybe he just knew he had some dirt on somebody. He also stated that semen was found on the first investigation when police came in to investigate. Upon that finding, they also found this on his computer. Multiple websites of BDSM, multiple images of models hogtied and gagged and bound. And this is the funny part to me, at least, that there was even one hit search on his hard drive 
of a drag queen club called Johnny Woo's in East London. Now, if you go back to what I said earlier, that kind of makes sense. What do drag queens wear? A lot of makeup, women's clothing, but I don't know if they're real, if they're all contortionists. And according to Campbell, he believes Gareth is the one who actually placed himself within the bag for some, some type of sexual kink, leaving Campbell to suggest sex games is what led to Gareth's death. However, there was a break in the case as of June 10th of this year. Some new forensic evidence found traces of DNA of two unidentified people. Hairs were found on the padlock as well as the handle of the bag. There was also another hit of DNA on a green towel within the same bathroom. And according to Professor Angela Gallup, she's actually the founder of the lab who carried out all of the testing within this case. She stated that the DNA can actually be extracted from just two millimeters of hair. It's like that tiny. It's super small, but they can probably find somebody with that just that little bit of hair. With this new evidence and a new detective chief superintendent, this evidence is now being researched. The new found evidence is now being led by Detective Chief Superintendent Mark Morgan. He is the head of the Metropolitan Homicide and Serious Crimes Command team. He had this to say about the new evidence. Quote, there is an established review process for investigators whereby new information and or forensic opportunities are considered. The Metropolitan Police is currently undergoing a forensic review to assess whether there are any new investigative opportunities in the case and we await its outcome. We remain close in contact with Gareth's family to ensure they are fully supported, end quote. And with that, I leave you with a question. Was Gareth just freaky as hell? Or did the Russian mob come in and find out that he was investigating their money laundering business and decided to put an end to his investigation? Thank you everybody for watching. Thank you everybody for listening. I hope this was a interesting story. I liked it. I found it on, on Instagram and it kind of freaked me out, to be honest. I thought it would be cool to tell everyone. So hope you all enjoyed it. Let us know in the comments below. Please be sure to share this with your friends and family. And please do not forget to go to flow.page slash btwbj. There you will find all of our links from YouTube to Instagram to Twitter to TikTok to everything. Until next time, I am Bo. This is Chub Talks, the spy in the bag. Thank you, everyone. Love ya. Peace.